Hey gang, Charlie O'Connor back here to make my third selection for my third separate team in the 2019 BSH Radio NHL Mock Draft. And this time I will, I guess they really like giving me uh, locales where people like to vacation. You know, first I was the Kings, then I'm the Ducks. Now I am the Florida Panthers uh, with the 13th selection. So without further ado, I will be making my pick. With the 13th selection in the 2019 BSH Radio NHL Draft, the Florida Panthers select Moritz Seider, defenseman from Adler Mannheim of the German Elite League. Now, this was a tough pick for me because it really boiled down to what I would do personally if I was the GM and what I think the Panthers would do in this particular situation. Because for me... The clear best player available is uh, is Matthew Boldy, a big Matthew Boldy fan. Um, I know I said before that I'd be totally fine if Peyton Krebs was the Flyers pick. I'd also be totally fine if Matthew Boldy was the Flyers pick. Um, I, I know some people have thrown out the Joel Farabee comparison with him. I also, watching his, the, the, he just plays a very, I think I've heard a couple of people describe a very silky game. It, sometimes he can even remind me with his puck protection game of, uh, of Miko Rantanen. So big Matthew Boldy fan. And everything I've heard from people who know him well is that the, the hockey smarts and hockey IQ is, uh, is through the roof. So really, in a, in a vacuum, I'm taking Boldy with this pick. But... Looking at Florida and hearing what I've heard about where they're at as a franchise and an organization, they're loaded with young forward talent at the NHL level and young forward prospects. And they really don't have much of anything in the way of high-end young defensemen outside of, obviously, Aaron Ekblad. They have a couple other young players, but none of the young defensemen, I mean, but none of those guys seem like they're going to be especially good. You know, maybe they'll be number fours, number threes at best, but you just don't have that uh, that clear high-end defenseman prospect. And this is a team that's planning to turn the corner. You know, they they hire Joel Quenville, obviously. There's a very good chance they're going to sign Sergei Bobrovsky. And I think as an organization, they don't expect to be drafting as low as 13 anytime soon. Whether they're right or wrong, we'll see. But I think that's what they're looking at this draft as, is maybe the last time, last opportunity we have to get a real high-end guy. And if that's their mandate... I don't know if they are going to take a forward because the need at defense is just so obvious. If that is their mandate, if they're looking at basically best defenseman available, my second favorite defenseman in this draft is is, is Sider. He's the guy. Now, there's risk here, definitely. It's why I don't have him in the top 10. That's why I don't put him on the same level as a Bowen Byram, who I think is, you know, guaranteed. I think Byram's floor is a useful top four defenseman. His ceiling is a, a game-changing number one. There's risk here. He's raw. I know uh, our guy, uh, our guy Brent Flyer, made that comment a couple days ago when we when we spoke with him after the the press conference that Cider is raw, and uh, he'll occasionally makes a facepalm plays. It, it happens. You know, he's not a finished product. But we're talking about a guy who's already playing against men in the German league. Obviously, the German league isn't an amazing league, but it's not a bad league, and it's still against guys 10, 15 years older than him. So. I think you're going to see those kind of mistakes pop up a little bit more often when you're playing against men as a 17, 18-year-old. So he might not even be as raw as we necessarily think. Um, But we're talking about, as I said, we're talking about a guy who he's 6'4", he's right-handed, and he's mobile. That's a player type that literally every NHL team wants because it's just so scarce. 
Right-handed defensemen are obviously less, uh, you know, they're more scarce than left-handed defensemen. 6'4 defensemen don't grow on trees. 6'4 defensemen who can skate at a plus level, really rare. So already, just looking at the physical attributes, this is already kind of a unicorn-type player. But what I like about him most, even aside from the physical ability, is that you watch him, and it's really not that hard to envision every single area of his game becoming plus. And that's some of the things that deter me away from some of the other defensemen in this tier. I really like Victor Soderstrom, but I don't know if the offense is ever going to be there. I, I like Philip Roberg. Actually, I know there are some people who don't. I like him. I, I think the the ability is there. I'm just not sure about the offensive instincts. With with Sider, you watch him, and you can see everything coming together in a best-case best scenario. The passing ability, he flashes it. He flashes it plus. He flashes a good shot. The mobility is obvious. The physicality is there. The hockey smarts. He makes some plays that really make you stand up and say, you know, not a lot of guys would have thought to make that pass, to make that read. He makes them. Now, he doesn't make them all the time. And again, that's where the, the rawness aspect of it comes into play. But to me, there's enough good stuff here already, or even if it doesn't all come together for him. I think you've got a solid third-pair NHL defenseman on your hands. And I don't know if I can necessarily say that for a Victor Soderstrom, for a Philip Broberg. The floor for me, for them, is lower. And Soderstrom, even, I know people say he's got a high floor, but, you know, if he just can't push play well enough offensively, I don't know if he's an NHL player. I think he is. I'm high on him. I don't know for sure. I'm pretty sure Sider is going to be an NHL player. And then there's the upside. You know, if he hits, he could be a number one. And I don't know, I don't know if there's any other defenseman in this draft class aside from Bowen Byram, who I can honestly say I think if they hit, they can be a number one defenseman at the NHL level. I think Sider is the only one. And if I'm Florida, and I decide it that I need to take a defenseman, to me, Sider is the pick. Now, as I said, I'd personally go with Boldy. I know the the organizational need that that can't be ignored entirely. I think I believe I have Boldy either eighth or ninth on my board. I think I have Cider fourteenth, thirteenth or fourteenth, something like that. Um, so I, I, on this board, this isn't a bad pick for me. It's just that Boldy is higher, and I never expect him to still be available. But I think you can make an argument that that Cider's upside, and I think Boldy could be a first line winger. I think you can make an argument that, that Cider's upside is higher than Boldy's. And if you've already gone in this draft thinking, I need to take a defenseman because our defense pool is so weak, I think you can justify going Sider over Boldy purely on an upside play in addition to the fact that I think personally, and I'm not, I'm, a, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm on an island on this, but there are people who think his floor is much lower than I do. There are people who think, yeah, he could just be a bust, and that's, that's an obvious risk, and he's probably not a guy, if you believe that, that you'd want to take a 13. For me, I think the floor is high enough, and then the upside, the ceiling is high enough that uh, that I'd be okay making this pick at thirteen uh, and seeing what you know with, with what I've heard with what Florida looks like they're going to do. This this strikes me as the pick that I would make if I was picking with the parameters that I've been placed upon by by picking as the Florida Panthers. So there we go. Thanks, guys. At number fourteen, I Kelly. We'll be picking for the Arizona Coyotes. I always want to call them the Phoenix Coyotes still, but I didn't, so victory on my end. But anyway, the Coyotes are a weird team for me personally because when I think of the Arizona Coyotes, I immediately think, oh, that team 
sucks. They're nothing. Like, they're irrelevant to me because they're never going to be good. They're just going to constantly be threatened to be moved and never spend all of the money and all of that kind of stuff. Um, despite having the nerd general manager and all that kind of stuff. I just never, I never think of the Arizona Coyotes as a relevant hockey team, but, um, jokes on me because they weren't that bad this season. They were only four points out of a wild card spot, which is not bad considering not very long ago, they really were a basement team. Um, they only have $8 million in cap space, which is surprising um, because, again, <laughs> I always thought of them like as like a, a cap floor team, which like I, I might start paying more attention to the Western Conference. I clearly need to. But, uh, yeah, it, it's going to be interesting to see how Arizona decides to improve in the short term. Um they have some weight they can definitely cut. Like, they could certainly get rid of Nick Cousins. Um, who else do they have? You know, they, they have a lot of guys that you could get rid of. Michael Grabner, I guess, is fine. But short term, I'm going to be interested to see where they go. Long term, like draft picks. Um, given that they don't seem to be in any kind of rebuild mode, given that they're definitely not going to be drafting for need. Um, I went ahead and I just went with what I considered the best player available at the 14th spot here in this mock draft. So the Arizona Coyotes of the Western Conference of the National Hockey League are pleased to select from Brynus in the SHL. I think I said that right. Victor Soderstrom. A defenseman, again. Um, yeah, I tend to be super, super high on these kids that are playing in the SHL. And the reason for that is, you know, is it a league as good as the NHL? Absolutely not. Is a league as good as the AHL? No. But it is a professional hockey league in which most of the players are grown large men. And so when you have a kid who is 17 years old, 5 foot 11, 176 pounds, when he can hold his own in a in a grown men's league, that I think is more impressive than someone playing super well in like the WHL with a, you know, with a bunch of 16 to 18 year olds. Like Obviously, those kids are good too, but for me, whenever I see someone who is very young and competing well in one of these professional leagues in Europe, I find it impressive. Um, so, Soderstrom has been considered, I think, the second best defenseman in this draft. Um, he logged significant minutes for his team. He also got a lot of power play time, so he's obviously got some offensive skill. Um... He's a good skater, but he's not a super quick skater. Once he gets going, he's he's good, but he doesn't have a lot of explosiveness out of the gate, which, you know, something you can fix. But what he does have, um, according to the stuff that I read, is a very high hockey IQ. And I know that hockey men super love that kind of thing because really it's not something that you can teach. Um, you can fix a bad skater. 
you can fix a guy that has a weak shot, but you can't really teach a guy to see the ice in a way that the most talented NHL players do. So Victor Soderstrom, I think, has a lot of potential to be a solid defenseman in this league. And uh, yeah, best player available. Never a bad strategy, in in my opinion. Um, So next up, at number 15, we've got William Matz, who will be drafting for Les Hapitantes. With the 15th pick in the 2019 NHL Draft, the Montreal Canadiens select Swedish defenseman Philippe Broberg. Uh, This is one of those picks where need met best player available. Uh, The Habs have a decent group of young forwards with just Barry Kotkaniemi already in the NHL. They have Jonathan Druin, uh, Max Domi. Plus Nick Suzuki. Uh, It was really hard not to take Ryan Suzuki here just because it's fun to take brothers. Uh, Ryan Paling, who of course scored a hat trick in his only NHL game ever back on April 6th. And 19-year-old Finnish winger, let me see if I can get this, Jesse Ulanen. Uh, I listened to his pronunciation three times on Elite Prospects. Still have no idea. But uh, you get the point. They have a good group. Of, uh, of young forwards that I think they're looking to build around. And the defensemen, it's, you know, not quite the same. Uh, Montreal quietly has built up pretty good farm system. They have Corey Pronman's sixth-ranked farm system. Um, the three youngsters already named, not named Kakeniemi, all ranked in Pronman's top 50. Uh, outside of Josh Brook and Otto Leskinen, though, it doesn't really look like the Habs have much dynamic talent on the blue line and their NHL back end isn't exactly full of youth and vitality either. Uh, Shea Weber will play this upcoming season at 34. Jeff Petrie will be 32 in December. Carl Alsner will be 31 in mid-September. Uh, David Schlemko played almost 20 minutes a night for them last year in like 18 games, but it still happened. Uh, they liked Christian Folin so much they re-signed him. So, um... Uh, it looks like they do have a need for defensemen here, and I believe Phil Broberg also happened to be the best player available at 15. Uh, Broberg won't turn 18 until a couple of days after the draft, so you're absolutely getting a good young prospect, and he brings every element a team is looking for in a defenseman. Uh, the Swedish star is an elite skater. And he stands six foot three. He's already over 200 pounds. Like I said, still 17 years old. Uh, he may not be Eric Carlson or Brent Burns when it comes to offensive upside, but there are flashes of being able to produce. And he's excellent in his own end, own end as a positional defender. Uh, you know, closes in on gaps, isn't afraid to get physical, and he's excellent at leading the breakout. Which, if you listen to the post games, you know. I think the breakout is the most important play in hockey. He does that at a high level already. Uh, Corey Pronman ranks him ninth overall in the number two defenseman. Bob McKenzie has him at number eight. ESPN's Chris Peters actually has Broberg going to Mo- going to Montreal in his mock draft 2.0. Uh, so we're similar there. And of course, we have to talk about the kid's name. Oh, God damn it. Have to edit this part out. This movie looks terrible, by the way. I might not edit this part out. Bro. 
Yeah, so like, come on, how do you not like a dude named Bro? He could be king of the bros. I really want the Flyers to jump on him if he's there at 11. That's how much I like this guy. I mean, just imagine when he scores a goal at the whole stadium just, Bro! 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 Oh my god, how much fun could that be? So obviously, uh, I'm obsessed with this guy. Uh, he's probably my, like, number one in love with him picking the draft. Uh, I don't think I'm going to edit that part out either. It's going to be fun for the stupid-ass commercial to play while I'm just trying to set up Matt Riddle's entrance music. Uh, <laughs> stupid fucking YouTube. Yeah, anyway, so at number 15, Philippe Broberg, uh, out of Sweden. Kid's 6'3", 200, and he can skate like the wind. Uh, I don't see any reason. Uh, I guess other than not elite offensive... Up and it's not like this guy is Radko Gudis. Like, he could be on your second power play unit, it sounds like. And he could lead a rush, and he can absolutely blow by a defender one-on-one. -on -one. So it's not like he's just going to go out there and be Luke Shen. Uh, this dude is a hell of a skater, and he will produce, could be on a second power play. Uh, it just might not be that all-star Norris Trophy level um, uh, offensive production that they look for now out of those uh, top-end blue liners. But outside of that, he can do everything else. I really like this guy. I think this is an awesome pick. Great value at 15 here for, um, for Montreal. I was happy he was on the board. I jumped all over him when I got the chance. So I will be back with... Uh, who is my next pick? I just had it in front of me. I will be back with... Where's this spreadsheet? Uh, next I have... At 19, the Ottawa Senators, the pick they got from Columbus. So I will be back at 19, just a few picks from now, so stay tuned for that. Until then, we have Steve coming up with Colorado. And then after that, of course, Steph with those Vegas Golden Knights. That absolutely were a coincidence that she ended up with that pick. There's definitely nothing fishy going on here, folks, 100%. So uh, that's it. My name is Bill Matz. Until the next pick, have a great week, everybody. Hello, Steve Jaco back here for the BSH Draft 2019. Coming up with another pick. Pick 16 this time. The Colorado Avalanche. The Colorado Avalanche. What is there to say about the state of the Colorado Avalanche? I actually don't know. What is there to say about the state of the Colorado Avalanche? I'm not entirely sure what to say about this team. What's the deal? With the Avalanche, I don't know. Are they contenders? Are they not? I don't know. But seriously, I, I don't really know. They have one of the best top lines in hockey. So, pretty good. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. But I, I, what else do they have, right? Like, they're very top-heavy. And they have some pretty good goaltending, depending on who's back there and... That seems to be the long and short of it, but, you know, they're they're kind of in the middle. They're stuck in the middle with the Flyers, and they're picking 16th this year. And I'm saying that the Colorado Avalanche are going back to Cali. Arthur Kaliev is the pick here, and I am sorry for the dad Tupac joke, but I'm also sorry, not sorry for that. Kaliev is a perfectly cromulent forward, sure to embiggen an already daunting set of Colorado forwards. He is described as one of the more divisive 
picks in this draft. At least that's what Corey Proudman said. And the consensus really seems to be that this is a guy who can score for sure. Like he has scored a ton at the junior level, but is he a guy who drives play? Does he have a high compete level? I love that compete level. It just sounds fake, but we're all about it in hockey, all about the compete level. But one of the criticisms is this guy doesn't seem to have that motor, that high compete level, but he also can score. Um, Craig Button's consensus was elite goal scorer, uh, earned precisely the same number of assists as goals. So he can kind of do it all uh, in scoring. And he could thrive on this avalanche team that already has a number of offensively talented forwards. And then, you know, you can stick them in the middle and kind of shelter them, which is nice to do when you can shelter your young forward, especially if he's a rosy cheeked little, uh, 20 year old who wears number 19 and you picked second overall. And you're really hoping that he can just put it together for a full 60, but uh, enough about Patty Nolan's from the Philadelphia hockey flyers. We're talking about Arthur Kaliev, and I don't know what else to say about Arthur that hasn't already been said, but that is pick number 16 for the Colorado Avalanche, and let's move on to pick 17. Steph Driver here back at the 17th pick uh, for the Vegas Golden Knights, my, my Glitter Knights. Um, with no further ado, with the 17th overall pick in the 2019 Broad Street Hockey Mock Draft, the Vegas Golden Knights select Matthew Boldy. Now, I could not believe that he fell to number 17. He's someone that I don't expect to make it to the Flyers pick at 11. So the fact that he was still there at 17 made this a really, really easy decision for me. Um, the Golden Knights are in a really tough cap situation, so they need prospects that they're going to be able to play pretty quickly, and I think Boldy is that guy. Uh, he's got the size. He's six foot two. He's 192 pounds, so a little bit light for his frame, but, you know, he's 18. That'll be okay. He's a left wing, which, you know, not quite as, as valuable as a center, but you take good players where you can get them. And, and this is a guy that is going to be on an entry-level contract, will be cheap, and I think that he'll be able to, to slot into the Golden Knights lineup pretty quickly. So to read some scouting reports on Matthew Boldy, uh, from Broad Street Hockey, our, our Swedish correspondent, Johan, he said, Boldy may not have the top acceleration of someone like Jack Hughes, but he's still a very good skater with good speed and great edge work. He's very good at protecting the puck, and he has great balance and agility. Boldy's best skill is his shot. He is a pure sniper with a terrific wrist shot. He can score any way you want, and he is always a threat in the offensive zone. He's a smart player who is not afraid to get into the dirty areas. That sounds pretty promising, especially for a team that... Um, is going to be a consistent player in the the uh, Pacific Division's playoffs for, for the foreseeable future. So I, I think that this is a really great fit. And if things work out like this for the Vegas Golden Knights in the actual draft, there are going to be a lot of really, really happy people in the Las Vegas area. Um, 
one funny thing, I don't know if it's necessarily funny, but um, he has had a growth spurt very recently. So when he was starting to show up on um, scouts' radars, he was under six foot and he was undersized and had great speed and exceptional hockey IQ, but the size wasn't there and, and there was a concern. And then he had this growth spurt and all of a sudden he's a big wing and he still has great speed and exceptional hockey IQ. So this is, he's a really exciting player. And for him to fall to 17, I, I, I am thrilled uh, to read another scouting report. Uh, this time from Corey Pronman, the athletic. Boldy is one of the purest skilled players in this draft class, distinguishing himself with the types of plays he makes with the puck. He has the ability to make defenders miss with regularity. He's so creative with the puck, and for a six foot two forward, his coordination is ridiculous. In drafting Boldy, a team will be selecting an incredibly skilled and creative large forward who will be able to dazzle. There was a time in this draft cycle where Boldy looked like the smartest player in the draft. He is one of the best passers in the draft with the ability to make no-look passes with one touch on a teammate's tape. He has the ability to see lanes and develop and hit pucks through seams with the best of them. When Boldy is competing, he's a force because of his size and skill level. That compete level wasn't always consistent, but there were some times where he looked very good. In terms of pure talent, he's top five in the class. Again, this guy fell to number 17 for reasons. I'm thrilled. The Vegas Golden Knights ran to the podium before anybody could could tell them that they couldn't pick him. And by the Vegas Golden Knights, I mean me. Um, up at pick number 18, representing the Dallas Stars, is Craig Forsythe. Hey, uh, how are y'all feeling? Uh, I am back. It's Craig. I am picking 18th overall for the Dallas Stars after Steph just took Matthew Boldy at 17 for the Vegas Golden Knights, which kind of feels like a steal there, considering a lot of people are thinking the Flyers might take him 11th overall. So getting him at 17 is pretty good. I, for the Stars, even though they have a a, a couple good young defensemen, I went with... Uh, a defenseman to add to their already uh, stack lineup. I chose Cam York, who is a left-handed American defenseman, rock flag and eagle, five foot eleven, one hundred and seventy-two pounds. He had fourteen goals and fifty-one helpers this year for sixty-five points in sixty-three games for the U.S. national uh, team development program. He also had eleven points in seven games for Team USA at the U18 World Junior Championship. Uh, Part of why I like him is he's a great skater. He's pretty mobile, and he's very agile, and uh, he's very poised with the puck. He He's a great passer, doesn't really show uh, signs of getting pressured in the turnovers, uh, usually makes the right decisions with the puck. He's got a lot of, it seems like he's got great hockey sense, which is a thing that Chuck Fletcher harped on and was a thing that Ron Hextall uh, talked about as GM. So uh, he usually bodes well for success uh, in terms of uh, reaching the NHL. And, I mean, I like uh, he's he looks great in highlights. Obviously, they're highlights. But uh, he sounds like a player that could probably excel in the NHL. And also, I like the fact that he's committed to the University of Michigan for next season. I don't know what it is about collegiate prospects against prospects and juniors. I think the collegiate game 
is a little closer to the professional game. Uh, you're not going to get players with really lopsided campaigns where they're putting up 120-point seasons or 115-point seasons. Uh, a lot less space, a lot more physical of a game, uh, a lot more systematic. So I, I like the fact that you're going to be going to college and kind of... Uh, also with signing rights, too, you have four years to sign a player that goes to college. So if the Dallas Stars or whoever takes them, uh, they would have until 2023 to sign them. So you get a little bit of time to watch them mature and see if they developed into a tangible player at the professional level. Uh, I think for Dallas, like I said, they already got a pretty loaded defense. And uh, John Klingberg isn't as, he's not as young as you would think. He is 26, but he's still, you know, that's not old, but older than you think. But they got him locked up for three more years. And uh, Mira Heiskanen is 19, and he had a pretty good season. He looked great in the playoffs. You add Cam York to that, they have a pretty good defensive defensive unit. And uh, Jim Montgomery and company cracked down on offensive chances against, and Ben Bishop um, benefited from that. But Ben Bishop also had a pretty good year. Uh, so you figure Cam York matures, reaches the NHL in a couple years, they could really have a pretty good defense. Uh, you mean, hopefully John Klingberg doesn't leave for him, and uh, Mira Heisman is going to require a little bit of money, but... You know, Cam York, Cam York would add in. Uh, he'd be a pretty good three there, or four. Also, with the Yorks, uh, I, I wanted to rank. You know, there's a lot of Yorks out there, but I wanted to rank them real quick. Uh, obviously, New York, dead last. I got five Yorks here. Tom York, I'm putting number one. Cam York might be one. Uh, he's up there, but Tom York and Radiohead, uh, they have some shit that slaps. So I'm going to say that they're number one for right now. A lot more people know Tom York, too. I assume a lot more people know Tom York. Cam York second. I've been really flip-flopping between these two. York Peppermint Patties and Michael York. Michael York sucked. He was not a good hockey player at all. Had like four goals in 30 games with the Flyers. Not great. York Peppermint Patties. I don't... Not a fan. I mean, they're... They gotta... You know, are you mint or are you a candy? You gotta pick one. I, I don't fucking... I don't know what the mix is. I don't know what the hybrid is. Fucking... I... Make up your mind. So, I would still put them above Michael York. Michael York. Everything is above New York. I think Cam York is the second best York out there right now. I'm probably missing one. You guys will let me know. But for right now, I'm saying he goes second on the York rankings. He's 18th overall in our mock draft here. And uh, I will be passing it off to Bill next, who is 19th overall, picking for the Ottawa Senators.